Hello everyone, this is episode 624 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, January, May 6th, 2019. How the hell did I say January? What is wrong with me? It is May 6th. May the 6th be with you. Am I doing it right? My nose is itchy. My nose is itchy. Uh, I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about Reverse Crawl, which is a new game from the same one-man team who brought us Monster Slayers, which was a card-based RPG thing, and Vertical Drop, which was a roguelite where you were constantly descending to new environments, attacking enemies, and gaining XP that you could use to improve your character, which I really enjoyed. I enjoyed Monster Slayer as well, and I like Reverse Crawl, but it is definitely the weakest game in the bunch me but i'll get to that shortly i'm also going to be talking about nothing i I can i can just talk about reverse call i i guess i have some agents of mayhem to talk about because i started that for a future episode of attack the backlog i finished valiant hearts which was nice recorded the episode for that and of course playing some more apex legends which is fun (laughs) and then some movie talk, and I guess Game of Thrones happened, and I watched it, and there was a Starbucks cup in the episode, which everyone is talking about. I don't care about it, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a average show. <laughs> Nothing uh, particularly special. I didn't see any news that stood out, though. I'm also avoiding any site that covers pop culture given that disney gave the go-ahead for today starting today with uh the freedom to just spoil the shit out of endgame unless i'm remembering that wrong and it was not today but i'm pretty sure i remember seeing people talk about it late last week that today is the day when spoilers are just out in the open and disney doesn't give a shit and they spoil endgame in the new spider-man trailer i guess so, I'm avoiding it all. I'm hoping to see Endgame tomorrow, uh, and I'm excited about seeing it. Even if I don't end up seeing, it, I'm I'm excited to see Endgame and just get this fear of spoilers away from me. Because I saw another thing on Twitter with Thor, which I'm not even gonna mention, but it shows him. And I thought this was a joke. I thought this was like some fake Photoshop picture or some other crap. I guess it's not. Maybe it still is. I don't know. But they also had another picture posted and saying, oh, this is so happy when this thing happens. I'm like, what is going on? And what sucks is that I can block because I, I, for the first time ever, decided to mute some characters, some phrases and whatnot. But what I've realized now is that blocking or muting words or, or, or phrases or, or what have you doesn't apply to the text in a retweet. So if one of my friends retweets something with, or, or I guess not retweets, but quotes it and, and gives her own little bit of text along with it, then it doesn't matter and I get to see what they quoted even if I've muted the words in the quote. So, I don't like that. But, um, 
I just need to see Endgame so that I am not spoiled any more than I currently am. And it's weird because I usually don't give a shit about spoilers, but I think the build up to this, the fact that all these movies prior to Endgame have been building up to this, I'd like to go into it as fresh as possible and be surprised to some extent. You know, I, I, I know certain things are going to happen. Of course, these characters who disappeared are going to come back and all that. But there will probably be sacrifices along the way. Is Cap one of them? I think his contract is over, so that's one thing that points to yes. Plus, I don't think any of these actors really want to be playing these characters for an extended period of time. The ones who are new characters, sure, they're they're new to the whole MCU, but ones who have been around since the early days, like, I've been doing this for 10 years. I want to move on. Um, so, yeah. Hopefully I can see that tomorrow. God, that I can't get that Thor image out of my head, though. It looks fake. I, I just still don't... I don't know. How could it be real? It's ridiculous. But, um... Reverse Crawl is a game where you control a small group of characters and take on another group of characters. It is a tactics-based RPG with a hexagonal grid. And the way it works is that you, you go into these little missions you have a little hub world sort of where you can upgrade your characters and see what things you unlocked because you after finishing missions you get new permanent abilities some that are passive and some that you activate in the game uh, like the ability to heal all your allies or send down a lightning strike that will hit two random enemies or a magic missile etc and the way it works is that you go into these missions and they're round based. So when you defeat all the enemies, you'll go on to the next round. And how many rounds are in any battle is not specific. Sometimes you are facing the boss right away. You're, you're facing the final opponent right away. Sometimes you have to go through three, four rounds before you get to that point. Uh, and of course, if you're fi fighting the, the big baddie right away, they're going to be super strong. If it's the other way around, then the enemies will be getting progressively harder, but the final uh, round won't be significantly more uh, difficult than the, the previous ones. And at the beginning of each mission, you bring about a squad, whether it's a skeleton squad that has some skeleton warriors and archers and something else, or an undead squad that have zombies, or one of your hero squads. And when the squad is completely destroyed, you're allowed to summon a new one. And they just come into the fight. The enemies don't regain their health or anything. But you can only do this three times, I think, in any given mission. And it's very basic tactics gameplay. You know, you have the the unit order in terms of who can fight before who. Some things can affect them more, whether they're faster or not. Uh, when you bring about a squad, they will get random traits. So they could be cursed. They could be evil. They could be quick, weak, strong, vicious. Um, and these all give them certain benefits and negative aspects like 
being 10% stronger but have 5% less health. They do this much more damage each turn, but they can never do a critical attack. Um, the first person on your team who dies will be resurrected as a skeleton warrior and other such jazz. And it's it's solid tactics gameplay. If you can surround an enemy, you get flanking bonuses. Um, but it's it's just not grabbing me all that much. And, and I can't give a, a strong reason for why. It's a fine game, but it's just... It is what it is, and nothing about it mechanically is that interesting. The systems in place are nice, but nothing I haven't seen before. I would like it... I, I would have liked the, the system to be expanded a bit more, the leveling system and stuff like that. I would like the ability to grind a bit more because uh, you just move from mission to mission and then a, a handful of missions come up. It, it, the weird thing is that I guess a PvP, a local PvP mode exists on the Switch and only on the Switch which is weird. I'm playing on the Xbox One. It's also on PS4 and Switch of course. Um, but it's, it's fine. It, it has the same aesthetic as the previous games which is okay. It's not the prettiest our style to look at or anything, but it's fine. I've seen worse. The writing is passable, which may not sound like a compliment, but when I play a lot of any games that have atrocious writing that is just skip, 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 makes me want to skip every single time, this is at least tolerable. I can read and be like, uh, oh, this is this is okay. It's not making me laugh out loud or anything, but it's not making me cringe or anything like that. Yeah, it's a reverse crawl. Uh, if you're into tactics based games, might be worth giving it a look see. And then, other than that, of course, as I said earlier in the show, I've been playing some Agents of Mayhem. I've put about three hours into it so far, and it is a white bread ass game. It is so plain. And while it wants to be full of so much personality with all these different characters, it feels very empty and just, it's really weird. I, I remember people being upset about it or, or having criticisms about it being offensive, I think. But the only thing I could find offensive about it is that it is so unbelievably unfunny that I'm in shock at times at how terrible the writing is and how obviously they're trying to be really funny and it just never works. It's like someone poking you in the stomach going, hey, hey, isn't this funny? And the only thought you can think is stop poking me in the fucking stomach. This is annoying. This isn't funny. I'm about to rip your fucking head off if you keep poking me anymore. And it just keeps poking you. Uh, mechanically, it's okay. It feels a little bit clunky. You know, I, I would have liked it to feel a bit smoother. But I do like some of the, the powers of these characters and the way you can switch between them and create your squad that works 
well for you. There are a lot of different abilities that these characters get and you get them like crazy. They just sprinkle them on you like candy at Halloween. They're just like, here, here, here. Here's, here's this new ability for this character and this one for this character. Here's a schematic for this character. And here's another schematic. Here are some parts that you can use to build this thing for this thing. And I'm like, what the shit is going on? And then I look at all these new things. And I'm like, I'm pretty good with what I had from the beginning. But uh, I've unlocked a handful of characters too. And it's it's okay. But it's definitely, I can already tell it's going to be an incredibly forgettable game. Once I finish it, I'll be like, okay, that happened. It looks okay, but there's this weird filter on it that makes it a little look a bit soft, and I'm not a fan of that. I wish that was not there. I, I don't think there's an option in the graphics menu to change that. Um, but yeah, it's just... It, it feels very hollow, which is just so weird since it is trying its hardest to be anything but hollow. It's trying to just give you so much and yet it all comes together for for nothing and it, it's bombarded with some uh, with systems and things you can use like there's a thing where you can send out your allies who you're not using in your squad to go do these missions that bring back some resources and intel and whatever uh, i didn't see like it was i didn't find it to be that valuable of a thing at least in the beginning you can upgrade cars or you can unlock cars and you could purchase items from this store. And then they also have a store where you can pay with real money, I guess. Which, I, don't, I think that's just like cosmetic stuff. Um, there's like a, a test chamber where you can just mess around with little uh, mission things. I don't know. It's just, it's a thing. It's It's so bland. That calling it white bread is a disservice to white bread everywhere. Because white bread, you know, may be white bread, but it has some uses. Are you going to make French toast out of honey wheat bread, out of rye bread? No, you're going to use some nice, thick, heavy white bread. Are you going to make a PB&J on sesame seed crankle bread i don't know i'm not a, i'm not a bread connoisseur are you gonna make pb and j on french bread you know what that could be good i don't know i'm not gonna knock that you know what could even be better than pb and j some pb and fluffer nutter give me that fluffer nutter that fluff it's not it's not called fluffer nutter the sandwich itself is called fluffer nutter the the stuff is just called fluff at least the name brand if you've never had a fluffer nutter, it's just a PB and J with marshmallow instead of jelly or jam. And I highly re- uh, recommend having one. They are delicious. I'm sure they're not good for you. Well, they're as good for you as probably a PB and J because I don't think the jelly is particularly good for you. Peanut butter is the better thing for you out of the two. And marshmallow is just a non fat sweet thing. So it's probably almost equivalent you know i don't know what is it jam has little bits of actual fruit in it so i guess that would be healthier who cares this is this is what agents of mayhem does for me it makes me think about anything but the game 
And then playing Apex Legends, which I have nothing to say uh, about. Other than, uh, I've won a few more matches, had a good time. It's a great game. So, moving on to what I've been watching. Game of Thrones had its next episode, whatever. It's fine. I'm just realizing that I'm at the point where I am so ready for it to be over with. I want everyone to just die who's going to die and just end the show. Let me see how it ends. Whatever. I will say this. I will be very upset if anyone other than Jamie kills Cersei. I think he has to kill Cersei. He has a scene in the the last episode. Minor spoilery. I, I don't think. I'm just going to say one thing he says. And I'm not going to say word for word because I can't remember exactly. But he says along the lines of, you know, I'm filled with hate too. And you could take that as he's filled with hate like his sister. And he's going to go back to his sister and they're going to be buddy-buddy again. But I like to think what he he's really saying, and he just doesn't want to come out and say it, is that he's filled with hate, but now he's filled with hate towards his sister. The one who he loved the most, or loved most of all, uh, throughout much of the, the series. And now his feelings have changed, and he, he feels a need... Uh, an obligation to put a stop to her that's my ideal interpretation it could be very very much so the opposite but uh i like to think that because i just i want to believe in jamie and we're going to see how that plays out but it's nice getting a regular episode that's not just a giant mess of a battle that didn't particularly look good and had a terrible climax you know another thing that pissed me off about the climax last episode was that you know, you have the the Night King. That's his name, right? You have him ready to kill Bronn. And then out of nowhere, Arya comes out and gets to him. Is caught first, but then she drops the dagger to uh, grab it with her other hand and kill him. How the hell does she get to him? How does she get through all these other White Walkers and zombies and all that shit? Was she doing faceless shit? Did she put on the face of a White Walker? Like, how did she get there without being seen or heard or anything? Are his White Walker generals so inept that they didn't realize this young woman now, I guess, was charging full speed towards the Night King in order to kill him? I don't know. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And if she ends up being the one who kills Cersei, then fuck this show. I said that already before, but... Then it's just fucking horseshit. What? What? I hope she at that point then just brings back Ned Stark from the dead. Why not? She can learn the ways of that whole fucking fire dude who would bring himself back to life. She'll figure out a way to bring Ned back to life, even though it's been a while. It's okay. She's fucking a miracle. She's the fucking Jesus Christ of this world. Even though I guess you would say that Jon Snow is more. And he was resurrected. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but whatever. In other watching news, I finally got around to rewatching Fast Five and Fast and Furious 6 and Fury 7. I did not finish 6 or 7 because I realized watching 5 and I, I made a, a fair amount, a good ways through 6 that I don't like Fast and the Furious. I don't know if I ever liked Fast and the Furious. I think I just, you know, 
was on board like oh okay, sure dumb fun fine this is whatever i don't think i ever saw one of those movies by myself which is important um to the enjoyment of them and i just don't like them outside of tokyo drift tokyo drift i think is a good fun dumb movie that doesn't take itself as seriously as the rest of the franchise and that is a big problem with it. There are characters in the series who are having more fun and are more playful and can even be somewhat serious but playful at the same time, like uh, The Rock. Uh, he's very fun but can be serious in a stupid, silly way. But Vin Diesel just has this moody look to himself all the fucking time. He'll smile here and there, but... He looks so morose. Like he's just so miserable to look at. He's a terrible actor. You know, he's he's good at playing trees and robots, and that's it. I don't like Pitch Black outside of the the game. I think the game is vastly superior to the movie. I think the movie is bad, and the entire franchise is bad. Triple um, X might be an okay one to go back to because I feel like maybe he's having more fun in the role, but I don't know. I, I don't remember it. And I'm not in any rush to go out and see it. Um, but he's terrible. He's so terrible. And he takes away from all the movies because I hate seeing him every time he shows up. Uh, I find Therese way more annoying now than I think I ever did. I love Han. I still love him. Every little bit he has in these movies, I, I love, and that's part of why I really like Tokyo Drift. But um, yeah, I, I I don't like the Fast and the Furious movies. They're just not. They're not fun enough. They're too serious too often. And I could find better action with seriousness and a bit of lightheartedness in a very similar series. That is called Mission Impossible. Um, you know, the Fast and the Furious movies are all equal to Mission Impossible 2. Except Tokyo Drift, which is his own thing. And I really like it for that. Um, so yeah, it's also weird looking at Furious 7 and the scene where they bring back Lucas Haas. Or no, Lucas Haas is the other one. I think, right? I don't know. But the, the, the guy from... Tokyo Drift when they bring him back and he's supposed to be a high school kid but he looks like the oldest high school kid who's ever existed on film or in the, the world um, but yeah Fast and Furious not for me, not my jam uh, except Tokyo Drift and with that said I am super excited for the Hobbs and Shaw movie because that looks like what I want from Fast and Furious to just be silly, over-the-top, ridiculous crap. And even when it's taking itself seriously, it'll be hamming it up and all that, which I don't think happens enough in the Fast and the Furious movies. The, the second trailer really sold me on it. I'm willing to just accept the fact that Idris Elba is a superhero. He is a crackdown agent. And that that's fine. That is what it is. But uh, that's, that's pretty much it. So I will end this here episode now. 
Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sauces. The site is, of course, pixelatedsauces.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. That is Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go check it all out over at pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day.